Open up your ears and open up your mind They'll reach into your throat and pull out your spine And when the sun blows up and the earth is gone They'll still experience grind uh, with Kyle and for the win. Um, I would love to just be burnt to death by a cornballer <laughs> Have you eaten fried cornballs? No, that sounds awful Who eats They're... that? That's something that I imagine you guys did in Indiana I've had them before I feel at uh like chili things uh there's chili cook-offs where a big not chili cook-offs but just chili cooks i guess my mom the went fuck to a does lot that of mean? them what is the uh, difference I, between that is that like a like a block party but you guys just throw chili at each other <laughs> it was it was like a chili dinner essentially like uh fire departments would have them a lot like uh volunteer fire departments would have them as like a fundraiser every year you know oh a bunch of moochy fucks trying to get your money <laughs> they'd have Co- like out in the rule so my mom would go to those for like meet and greet shit man that Put- sounds like the kind of thing that my mom would do but like it would be to bang the entire fire squad at once <laughs> i really wish you were drinking but also your mug with the very bushy penises on it. Um, mm-hmm. it says my what name. the fuck? <laughs> oh my god! That last penis. Oh my god! This is very bad for audio, but your um, your mug just shocked me. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. Hmm. Mandy's uh, grandma, I think, got those for us for Christmas. Wait, Mandy's grandmother? Uh huh. Hmm. We we come from good stock. Hmm. <laughs> I'm giving it nothing more than that. <laughs> I'm going to be drinking out of it the whole episode. Dude, did you see... Um, This is going to date the episode a little bit, but uh, did you watch the Sony Direct Today thing? The State of Play? No, I didn't watch it. Uh, I watched... Micah hit me up and was like, hey, there's a Destiny thing on here. And so I knew there was something there. So I watched that later. And then there was also some Resident Evil stuff. Resident Evil 4, I think. I don't give a fuck about that. I was just going to ask you if you watched the Destiny stuff. I did. Yeah. But I just wanted to get your uh, your thoughts. I think it was just a trailer, though, right? Yeah, it was the Lightfall trailer, which comes out next week, Playboy. Oh, my God. I know. You've been playing like a madman. Uh, I don't yeah. remember what day it was. Maybe it was yesterday. I think it was two I've... days ago. It was a couple days ago. Um, I've been using discord a whole lot more now that I figured out how to do it on my phone and like have it not annoy the ever living piss out of me with like the constant thing. So I have like half of the servers, like just straight up muted, right? Straight muted every server muted. But then there's a couple of servers where like I want to know if there is uh, something going on for like clock tower or something. But anyways, I saw you on there and I was like this motherfucker i'm like i hope this screws you up i hope you die you get shot by a thrall it but uh, like i said it, it was funny you. i well it it did like because you sent them like one after another so like i got the notification sound a lot but like you i have everything muted on discord so i you never hear i don't hear that sound ever so when you sent those messages I had no idea what the fuck was happening. I knew something <laughs> was pinging me somewhere, but I was in the middle of like a Grandmaster Nightfall too, which is like in-game content shit. I'm like, Aww. what the fuck is happening? But I, I didn't really go check it or that anything. That fucked you up. I was like, oh, I'll get to that later. Like, I get it did not pop up anything on the screen. Which okay, yeah. Oh, you don't I, have the overlay on. What? I do sometimes, but I guess not for Destiny. Hmm. I was doing some competitive uh, Overwatch earlier today, and in one of the Clock Tower groups, like it was just going ham. And so I'm sitting there getting all distracted because it kept like popping up, and I was actually interested to see like where the conversation was going. And I felt so yeah. bad for my, t- so bad for my team. I mean, we won, but I still felt felt bad. I for mean, them. we won, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's pretty, uh, uh, pretty good. One week, dude. I'm hyped for you. Thanks, man. I'm actually pretty fucking hyped, too. Uh, 
yeah, I mean, that's it. Like, I just, I really have nothing else to do on there at this point. It's like the final week, it gets weird. That trailer was really wild, though, I will say that. So what are you going to do? Take the next week off and just go ham? Or are you just going to ride it out? <coughs> that sucks. It's actually the worst timing ever because uh, next week I have to be at work every day because I'm involved in like a pretty big, big project that just happened to time out to take place right at the exact same week that Lightfall comes out. So That fucking sucks. It does, man. It's a real big bummer. <clears throat> but you know. Part of being an adult, part of being a big boy is you got to make those sacrifices sometimes. So I'll play it Tuesday night when I get home. I have auto updates on. So, you know, I'll do what I can and I'll get in more when I can. You know, you see me on that grind. You know, I'm going to get there. Uh, what, was that it's a ridiculous plug for the show that you're already recording right now? What? <laughs> I'm on that grind. <laughs> Never mind. That Just experience grind. Oh, I, I did grind more <laughs> this season than any other. I, I hit level 200, which is crazy. Holy God. Yeah. I just did it yesterday, though. So mm. that's still, that's a massive, because level 100, like most, is the max. So yeah. That's just what, extra gear? Uh, most, I mean, a lot of times it's just extra experience. Like every third one or something, you get a, Bright Engram, which is a random item from the store, so mm. it's cool. Your 47 power level cod piece. Let's go, boys. <laughs> there are going to be some fucking fancy ass boots in the, in the yeah. next one, so. I seen the stilettos. Yeah, those are, to- yeah, I those was, are totally cool. <laughs> I was peeping your Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Man, your Twitter blows up with these wrestling references, bro. Yeah, it does, buddy. It's yeah, crazy. It does. It's so funny because I'll be watching. So I I clip all of the stuff that I post, post myself. And so I'll be watching. Like Sarah and I will be watching. And I know you saw the one uh, that I posted last night. And because uh, I saw you retweet it. And it's yeah. funny because I wanted to comment on your retweet and be like, Man, if only people that I knew could just see my Twitter and see how much of a loser I am. But it doesn't matter. <laughs> but that happened. I saw that pop up during the wrestling show, and I grabbed my phone, and, I, and she goes, get it, babe. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> oh, you know I will. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, it is crazy. Like, you should, next time you go to an event, you should hold a sign with your Twitter. And, like, get more people there. Dude, every time I put something up, I feel like if I post a couple of times a week, at least one or two will get a couple hundred, at least a couple of hundred views. And this one just keeps going and has been snowballing all day. But uh, it actually ta- it nets me, like, 15 new followers each time. So, eventually, it's just going to... It's going to catch up. And then they're going to be super disappointed when they see that I only tweet like once a week. But every time I tweet, it's like a big tweet. <laughs> they're all, it's either wrestling or they're like, what is Blood on the Clock Tower? I remember that game from PlayStation. What is he talking about? <laughs> That's the one with the dude that just like appears and it's got these gigantic hedge clippers, right? He's got the big scissors, right? Oh, man. Dude, the that knife game man? used to freak the shit out of me, man. It sucked, too, because it was hard to control, and that's what made it even more terrifying is Ugh. trying to point Dude, and click with a D-pad. Ba- back in the day when they really just, uh, when they eked out some suspense and horror just because you couldn't figure out how to work the character correctly, <laughs> the I'm so controls. glad that they actually have to fucking care now. Man, did you see the Resident Evil 4 shit? You said you didn't care, right? Yeah, I don't care. Oh man! Does what's it look dope? Well, yeah, it's Resident Evil Four, like all dopey, sweet, cool. I know. I saw I saw Lanham post like a screenshot in one of the chats, mm-hmm. um, and the first thing that I thought of was, "Wow, are, are they remaking the GameCube remake?" Because it looked like the first Resident Evil that got remade. You remember with like the redheads or uh-huh. the red the redheads or whatever the fuck they were called. To this day, I think that's the only Resident Evil that I've been. The remaster of one? Yeah, the one that came out on GameCube back in like 2001. 
Okay. Nice, man. That's respectable. That's one of my favorite ones ever. It was really good. That was uh-huh. right before Zero came out. Yeah. I like Zero, too. Zero's different. I, there's some things that a lot I don't like about it. I've, I've actually re- tried to replay it recently, and I didn't get very deep into that. because Was it because you couldn't run around with big old floppy dongs and mods and <laughs> stuff like that? No. It's just partially, like, I am so used to that new Resident Evil 2 style now that, uh, which is the Resident Evil 4 style too, which is cool. Cause that's basically they remade Resident Evil 4 with that Resident Evil 2 engine. And that thing is just gorgeous. So the one that you're playing an absolute crap load of a couple of years ago. Uh huh. When I was actually a speedrunner for like a hot minute. <laughs> yeah, you speedran for like three months and then just disappeared off of Twitch. I would do it more. Like I always said, I should. I'm, I can't find my notebook. That's exactly it. I thought I had the thought the other day. I was like, "Hey, idiot! You have your old runs. Just watch one and copy the notebook stuff again." This guy right I, here, he knows I'm, how to do it. I'm lazy, but uh, I will do that. Although, like. There's so much faster than what I even was. Like, I don't even know if I want. To. I've been thinking about trying to find a new game to speedrun here and there, but do it. I just keep playing Destiny, you know. So, hey, man, I get it. Like, I can't <laughs> honestly say anything. I when I've been so busy lately that I haven't exactly been able to find time to play like normal video games. Because, like, if I'm not working, like, we'll play board games or play, like, a board game online. Um, And so when I actually have time to play a video game, like I said earlier, I was playing competitive Overwatch. Of course. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I get it. We're creatures of habit. We're not fresh. We're not hip, everybody. It's what we do. We have our things. (laughs) Um, There's a reason why we don't talk about video games. A lot anymore, yeah. We're kind (laughs) of... It's all I, I want to do. Um, <laughs> oh, man. I, I will play some... through that. I know it's a hot it's a hot button issue, subject, whatever. But I will be finishing that Harry Potter game. I am. It is delightful as fuck. I cannot believe in two weeks. What was that stat? In two weeks, it hit 13 or 14 million units sold. That's crazy. Yeah. No one else is insane. Just yesterday, I saw that Elden Ring just hit 20 million. That's nuts, too, dude. Yesterday. Massive numbers. So in one year, it took Harry Potter, a Harry Potter game, two weeks to get a little bit more than halfway to what it took Elden Ring a year to get to. Damn. And like the Harry Potter game isn't even out on PS4, Switch. Or what, Xbox One, whatever the old one was, uh, for like another four months. Yeah, wild. It, it, so, it's absolutely mind-blowing. And it's, uh, like you said, from what I hear, charming as I'll get out. Yeah, yeah. Um, charming, a lot of really shitty discourse about it, so fuck all that. Anyways. <laughs> it's gross it's just so gross uh what else resident evil 4 is coming out soon i'm still hype on that what else was in the state of play did you watch the whole thing tell me about it break it down for me oh i didn't watch any of it i don't oh. care <laughs> dude well, i haven't turned the, i haven't turned on, on my page. playstation in like three months dude i have not either i and i will not until resident evil 4 and then i'll play that and then it'll shut off again until uh final fantasy 16 so yeah is that only coming out on playstation what uh 16 final fantasy no or is that Uh, coming pc as well i think it it's one of those like it will be on playstation first oh okay see this is where i'm at like i might as well just sell my playstation because i'm like you think so yeah i don't know yeah maybe i'll just keep it around because it's going to be relevant for the next however many years but dude i don't use it at all yeah like it mine hasn't been on for a while but i i am getting there but that's just because all i do is destiny all i do is not win 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 let me tell you that (laughs) no matter what 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 i saw you got the metroid prime remaster so you're not above getting a remaster 
Uh, that's, I literally just got that to not even be opened and it's just going to sit on my shelf for the next couple years till I sell it. Okay. It's an investment. Yeah. I don't give a single crap. Um, I mean, I loved, I loved Metroid Prime back in the day. And from what I hear, it fixes the, uh, like this weird single stick thing that it had because, you know, early 2000s, whatever. GameCube. Yeah. 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 Uh, and so apparently it's awesome. Um, if I cared enough to turn on my switch, I'd probably just download it and play it, but I've played it in the past. I don't care to play it again. And honestly, I'm going to own the physical copy, so I can probably just put it on my steam deck if I felt the need. I like that. Right. Right. And then play it for 20 minutes and be like, I'm going back to overwatch. (laughs) That's the true case, man. Like, I've gotten so many uh, emails lately from Steam that's like, hey, this game on your wish list is on sale. And I go, and it's like five bucks, and I'm still like, ah, I'm not going to play it. I'm not buying it. Dude, I'm so glad that we're at in that mindset now, though, yeah. that we look at it and realize there's no point. Actually, so I'm seeing a lot of things pop up on Twitter right now where it's like big PlayStation store sale, right? And I click on like one of the screenshots that it is because someone will screenshot all these sales and put it up. And sure enough, one of the first games that I see is Witcher 3, like full edition, whatever. And it's on sale is like $29.95 or $99, whatever. And I'm like, Man, I can get that on any given day on Steam for $7. Mm-hmm. This is not a good sale. <laughs> you know, and I'm not trying to be like that computer elitist, but man, like if given the choice, that is 30 bucks for The Witcher 3. Fuck out of here, dude. Get Fuck out of here. You're a champion at like finding the uh the keys for even cheaper. Oh yeah. Oh. Go- dude it, a lot of times, like, I will I will be laying in bed. It's awful because I'll be laying in bed and just browsing through keys for no reason at all. <laughs> like, just because I want to see if there's anything big out there. And it takes everything in me to not, not like, snag something. Yeah. Because you know? I was like, oh, Dead Cells for, like, six bucks? What a steal. Dead like, Cells eh, is tight, I'll play dude. that for seven minutes. But uh, I, need, I need to play more Dead Cells. That game is tight as fuck. Dead Cells is awesome, and they have, like, this big Castlevania DLC thing on it now. Or that's that's coming to it. Yeah, dude, with, like, the music and everything. I gotta get that shit. I know. I knew that'd be up your alley. But uh, right now, like, I have that mentality with video games where it's like, ah, I'll never play that. Why why bother picking it up? What I don't have that mentality with now is board games. I'm like... Oh, $60 game for $18? I gotta get this. This isn't gonna let be on sale for it. a while. Yo, let me buy two. Man, you have been board gaming it up. You're playing you're doing like a local thing now? Are you hosting this? Yeah, it's something that uh I'm trying to put together. It's You've done it what, two weeks in a row now? Uh no, we just started last Sunday. We're not gonna be able to do it this Sunday because we actually have like um our own like board game thing uh, kind of scheduled, but hopefully next Sunday we'll be back at it. Um, it's, it's one of those things, the same thing where on social media I'll post about wrestling and like I'm posting about board games and shit now too, because listeners, you get it that you'll be, you might be into some of this nerdy shit and you don't feel like you can talk about it. Cause people go, Oh, you look at you, you nerd. Like who cares? So I put this stuff out there. I'm like, Hey, Come meet some new people. Don't just go to a, a to your local board game shop. That's always on Wednesdays. And guess what? Wednesdays is for wrestling. Wednesdays is for... I know that. We never record on Wednesdays. Yeah, that is my hard stop. We're not recording day. Yeah. Um, but every time, every board game night that I've seen locally is on a Wednesday. Makes mm. no sense to me. I have a new brewery in town. And I'm like, listen, show up. We had... Two random people that I've never hung out with before show up. And like, they were cool? Yeah, dope as fuck. It's always a 50-50 shot, right? Yeah, and even if they are cool, whatever. Like, I work with a lot of obnoxious people. I'm really good at tuning <laughs> them out. I just, I just want more people to play with, you know? That's crazy. I'm re- a- Go ahead. Go on. Oh. 
Guan Guan, Nico. I was just going to say, uh, I'm also, I'm very capable of like, even people that are super annoying, I'll generally get along with them. Like, I'm a peacemaker, man. Like yeah, John there's Cena. no sense. <laughs> really? Oh, God. That was actually pretty good. Um, yeah, there's no point in just stirring up drama and bullshit, man. Makes no sense. Unless you Makes got a no small sense. wiener. People that no, small absolutely. Wiener. That is the one caveat from what I heard. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Oh, man. But, That's cool, yeah. though. Like, how long were you there playing board games? Like, what's an average sesh? Uh, well, we were there for like four hours, okay. but what's kind of funny is that that, um, brewery's only been open for, it had only been open for like two weeks. And so they're running events all the time. And so I, I'm not going to be an asshole about it. Like this is a new brewery. They got a big space, but I wasn't going to go when they're busy. Like, I know how obnoxious that can be. Is somebody just setting up shop, taking up a big table. You're playing board games. Yeah, we're getting drinks and stuff. But uh, so decided on Sundays, early afternoon, like 1 p.m. Dude, they have a spoken word, like f- fiction story reading event going oh. on where the place was fucking packed by like 1.30. And we are all sitting there like having whisper to each other because yeah because like we couldn't talk over the people doing these these shows and stuff but it was a good time regardless it was a good time um so fuck i was gonna ask a question oh i forgot (laughs) no uh you got this and if it comes up i'll return back to it but okay until then until then. Until then. Um, but also, so I like to do that. That's the whole reason why I got into podcasts. Is podcasting a couple of years ago was to try to connect people who have similar interests. You know, when I was feeling down and lonely and I just, I had no idea how to make friends, right? And so mm-hmm. I'm like, well, Mitch, let's, you know, let's start a podcast. Let's talk about the shit that we do and have like this fun back and forth, blah, blah, blah. So that's where kind of all that has evolved from, like reaching out about wrestling and these board games. But it all comes back to this podcast. And Kyle, we're going to talk about a movie today that also talks about podcasts, but they do it in such a weird, like a different way, like the serial podcasts that are so popular now today. I don't know if I would be able to do one of those. Actually, I probably could. Probably could. It's weird, like... It's a type of podcast that I am not the target market for. I'm not into that style, but a lot Neither of people am I. are. That's like the number one world of podcasts, like outside of like the Joe Rogan show, which mm-hmm. is more akin to this. Yes. I think some of the most popular podcast shows are the serialized ones, uh, like Serial. Like that was literally the name of the podcast, a super popular one from a couple of years ago. Yep, there's um, that one, and like, what, like, lad, po- last podcast on the left, I think they're like a true crime one. That's a big one, yeah. Where, unlike, kind of like, unlike this movie, where I think it was set to be what a lot of those do, this is one story told over the span of the next 16 episodes. Here, from this person, this person's family, this person's dog, barking <laughs> obnoxiously in the background. Yes. Will it make it to the end? Who knows? <laughs> no, it will not. Tune in, listeners. It was a, uh, yeah, it's it's all based on the serialization podcast, um, which, like you said, is, is a hot thing. They're crazy because, like, a few of them have actually gotten, like, people out of prison. <laughs> like, some of these yeah. are crazy investigative. And it's, it's like... I again, I don't listen to them, so I don't know how true it is. Like, do they often live with the people that are around them for like an extended period of time? I honestly don't know how that works. To me, I had see, I've I've heard like little clips. I have an idea of what it is, and to me, it's just like uh, 
just an audio documentary. So the way I thought of it was going to be, you know, however somebody would produce and get content for a documentary, but all audio. So they're not shooting footage. They're just asking the right questions. Like, Like his character in this movie says, you know, he just knows he's good at asking the right questions and getting the right answers or getting interesting answers. Whatever the fuck he's meant to see, say. Um... But yeah, I don't think it's as common as it is in this movie. <laughs> I think this was a very special case. I have to feel so, yeah. He just like kind of... And the, the fact that like the uh, the lady directing it was just immediate was like, yeah, move in with these strange people who you don't know in Texas where everybody has guns. That'll be a good idea. Get the story and stay safe. In that order? No, no. In that order. Oh, man. Yeah, Eloise. uh, Issa Rae played Mm -hmm. Eloise, and she absolutely killed that role in this movie. We should note that this is is a B.J. Novak film, who some people might know is the best character from The Office. Wow. Yeah. You want to unpack on that one? How do you feel about that? Oh, his headphones are off. I just had to itch my ear. I like Ryan. I, and I, I guess it's awesome. He's really your. Well, you said best. Is he your favorite character on The Office? No, I think. Um, I think objectively, he's just the best character. He's an interesting character to watch. He gets a little. Shark I'm just jumpy towards the end. Um, I'm just trolling. That's fair. <laughs> hey, I think generally people. Don't really like Ryan all that but much. But that's the thing, like, you're not supposed to. So, like, in that regard, like, he succeeds. Ryan is not a good character, like I said, but he's interesting to watch. Like, Joffrey on Game of Thrones. Like, that actor. Ooh, what did a so- Right? But that's why that actor did so well, because you hate that character so much. Like, mm. that's, Man. that's how you know you're good. You got it. That little Aryan ruler. <laughs> yeah he looks like a little fucking nazi dude well i mean yeah he's <laughs> he's fucking inbred sean of course he's a nazi <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure that's not how it was supposed to go down but i don't know so there's um there's a couple of different reasons why i wanted to do this movie uh, one, it was like the most recent movie that I had watched. So it was very easy for me to not have to watch anything this week. Okay. And also, I, I mean, that's the most important reason. But <laughs> also, uh, by the end of it, it was just one of those. I felt like this was a movie that was a thinker. It was I really enjoyed the layers of um, content and the way that you could take a step back and look at every aspect of this movie in a different way and kind of break down how the movie uh, tells its story and the development of the characters. Uh, I th- I'll get it out of the way. I think this is a mostly a mostly really good movie. Okay. I was racing. I rated it mostly like mostly fair, like to me. Like it was okay. Mm. It didn't. It did knock my socks off. It had some things I liked. It had some things I didn't really like. Uh, but overall, I was rather impressed with B.J. Novak's first uh, writer directorial debut. Although I do feel, for me, I think John Krasinski had a much better writer directorial debut. Well, that is so. How can you even <laughs> compare those two? I'm just saying. Man. <laughs> but BJ Novak did very well. It's it's a much smaller movie. It's much more intimate. There's just and I think I think I would have liked it better had it leaned more into the drama and less into the black comedy aspect. Hmm. Okay. Like how what do you wish um that it leaned heavier into spoilers everybody we're getting into the plot and the taters like more into the seedy underbelly that was going on it just sort of seemed dumped on him and then uh he just sort of wraps it up in a bow and leaves with it too it's 
It was very unfulfilling. It was weird that like his car gets blown up, but then it just is like a throwaway football rivalry line. Like that mm-hmm. was really weird to me too. Hey man, um, it's Texas. I sure, but like that's and that's they hand wave a lot of things away in this movie with like, oh, it's Texas. Like and it's again, it was I'm not saying it's bad, just it was sort of meh. I did like overall where it I, went. I thought a lot of the performances were really good. So mm-hmm. big kudos there. I really liked uh the brother. I've seen this dude in some other things, but um Yeah, th- the brother who played Ty. Are you talking yeah. about Ty? Boyd so Boyd Holbrook. Holbrook. Yeah. And I did not expect the turn from Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, so I think but, a lot of what you're talking about, and boy, I am not trying to going to try to convince anybody opposite of what you're saying, because I agree with a lot of it. When I say I thought that this was a mostly really good movie, mm-hmm. it's the turn at the end that I mostly didn't like. Same here, buddy. It comes the, out of nowhere. It does come out of nowhere, and it is one of those... Ah, you know, you do one of those, like, you wave your finger, like, ah, okay, I got it, but also it's just wrapped so quickly, and Mm -hmm. then it's the boom, the shot, and you're like, what? Yeah, it seems so out of character for, like, what? What? For a movie that's a lot about exploring the disconnectedness of people in their world, whether it be being disconnected from your emotions, from relationships to uh, like technology getting in the way and the ease of access and instant gratification Mm -hmm. um, really ruining a lot of the world around you to like a mostly hollow character in Ben, a very selfish hollow character in Ben begrudgingly going to Texas to not even necessarily be a good guy, but I think to make himself believe that he's a good guy, I think is the reason why he actually goes there. And you're sitting there you're like, did you like, was there, why did you even go right to this starts to evolve? You start to see him almost start to buy into the own bullshit that he's selling Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. and he starts to you think he's actually starting to become a better person until one thing goes wrong for him and he just lets it all unfurl. It's a very interesting, like emotional roller coaster that I enjoyed, whether it be his arc, the sense of family and community in this really shitty rundown little Texas area and the juxtaposition of him over that area of how they're in this. They're in this remote location where they don't have all of these things where he's going out night after night, getting fucked up, having these random hookups that don't matter. They're not being spoiled by these things, mostly. Mm -hmm. And it is all about real connections and having him there. Man, it was I thought that was really interesting to watch. Um, But by the end of it, when everything, all of the pieces, quote unquote, start to come together is kind of when it comes apart. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, like, it happens so fast. And it, when you, like, even, to me, I don't know, when you step back and examine it, like, it doesn't even make sense. Like, why is Ashton Kutcher dating this chick? Why is it a secret? Why does he not care if she dies? Like, what? I don't follow all of this other than just, like, purposely Ashton Kutcher is a dick. Like, so I another thing. Okay, so I can probably. Yes, he's a very much so a dick. And I love that his interaction with Ben in the beginning part of the movie is like the only quote unquote normal, like normal conversation that Ben has with Mm -hmm. somebody down there. And when I say normal, I mean, like, it's like he's talking to somebody that he would know back in New York City. Sure. Right. And because so he's fake. To, him, <laughs> to him, it seems like a completely normal thing because he's not talking to some random hick, blah, 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 blah. Um, and so he seems completely normal. But I really enjoy So the movie opens up with like him and John Mayer just going through their phones. So random, like John yeah. Mayer. It, what the f- Why? 
And he's, it was he's funny. playing John Mayer, which I thought was a great, funny touch, too. So good. So they're just going through their phones at a party. So they're not even interacting with other people. They're going through their phones to see who they're going to hook up with mm-hmm. and like get numbers and blah, blah, blah. Um, shit. Where the fuck was I going with this? I don't know, man. Uh, John, hook up oh, culture. and so like in the middle of the night, he gets a call from Ty saying that, you know, his girlfriend had died. His sister your girlfriend had died, and this family believes so much that they are actually really close. When honestly, Ben just f- fucked her like once. Yeah, they hooked up, and it didn't matter. And so th- this whole movie, you're set to believe that you know the family thought they were super close, but one of the big swerves is that that's all a ruse too, because she's banging and getting drugs from Ashton Cooker's Kutcher's character. Which, you know, I don't think they're dead. I think that was just her hookup, you know? Maybe they're banging, but I think she w- he was her hookup. And she used, changed her name, his name and her phone to Ben and sold mm-hmm. it the story. It, it was, I enjoyed that twist. That twist right there, I was like, oh, okay. But then it kind of goes downhill from there. So also, like, here's my question about that twist. Ty called Ben to set the whole thing off, right? Yeah. So Ty called Ben from her phone. But then one of the major plot points of the movie is Wait, that from her phone? I don't Ty, think so. It comes up as the girl that he's banged and has stored in his phone. That's why he answers it. It's, he's confused that it's calling him. And then a dude starts talking to him. Well... I didn't notice that. If that's the case, that's hilarious. Because then, yeah, a a whole plot of the movie is that he can't get access to the phone and he wants to, like, use it to research. And it's like, dude, how how the fuck did Ty get into it? Just ask Ty. (laughs) Oh, that is strange. (laughs) And I love how, like, Poppy Chulo or whatever the hell his name was, like, the gangster there. Like, everything that he's chasing down, because, folks, if you haven't watched this, like, she dies. Okay, obviously she dies, mm-hmm. and her brother thinks that she was murdered. And she, he's dead set on getting vengeance, the title of the movie. Turns out she was o- she OD'd, and none of her family thinks that, you know, believes that she ODs. Yeah, because she'll never Fast touch forward. the stuff. And nothing stronger than an aspirin. Nothing stronger than an aspirin. Ben works for the New Yorker, and his... New York career magazine. hasn't really uh, <laughs> hasn't really taken off, and he needs to find the story that makes it take off. He goes down there begrudgingly because you know I think he believes that he's a good person, or he's trying to give the impression that he is. Who knows? But he gets down there, and the brother starts talking about getting vengeance and blah blah. And he's like, you know what? This is the perfect idea for the podcast. Let's follow this family who is so desperate to find answers that they make up a fake murder. Amazing. Like, I love that premise. Starts interviewing everybody. Everything's leading down like dead ends. But then he starts buying enough into it that maybe it was a murder. Things are being covered up. Yeah, he well, like starts learning about the idiot cops and... Yeah. yeah, he gets tossed around to four different jurisdictions because where she died, they all met. So it's like, oh, go talk to highway. Oh, go talk to state. Oh, and go like, talk to local. That made sense like in a real world aspect. I liked that yeah. part. I was like, oh, I could totally see that being a thing and somebody doing that knowing, especially somebody that had like air quote cartel connections, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, he just did it all for show, right? <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, you know, the constant Whataburger reference. Dude, I know so many people from Texas that don't shut the fuck up about Whataburger. Oh, that's a real thing? I didn't know that, like, people loved Whataburger that much. That's hilarious. Dude, actually, like, the the portrayal of these people from Texas, dude, wasn't far off from the descriptions that everyone I know from Texas describes people from Texas being. That's hilarious. Well, all right. So... Obviously, B.J. Novak spent some time in Texas. So, like, as you were going through, like, some of the things you didn't like, I was like, man, this is all the stuff that I hear from those people 
that like kind of make it sound like this is a pretty legit movie. <laughs> um, but then guess what? It kind of turns out that she was a drug addict yeah. and you know, she died, actually died. But Ashton Kutcher's character, he doesn't care that he BJ or Ben literally watches somebody die in front of him or like OD in front of them. And they just take them out to this area and just leave them to die. The I don't remember. Party. Yeah. The after party. I don't remember his exact, uh, his exact like reasoning why, but, uh, Ben was, it was having none of it shot him right in the face and deleted his whole podcast, which was, Kind of crazy, but this is after, like, he found, I don't know, if he found what it was like to actually be a normal, compassionate person. Uh, I like I like the story he gave, like, the excuse he gave to whoever was giving him the ride, the mom. He's like, no, nah, I think this story is just for us. Yeah. And also, like, he, knew. he did murder somebody, and so, like... He doesn't want anybody looking into that because at the end of it, like one of the guys ends up dead and they're just going to ask like, hey, Ben, what do you know about this guy that's dead now? Rather than like just leaving him at a party. I think it was a smart move, especially because, yeah, you shot a dude in the neck and the face. Yeah. And honestly, as they tell a lot in the movie, you know, we don't involve the police. They don't do anything. We don't call 911 out out here. On a national scale, people are gonna, people are freaks, man. People look into stuff like that. But also, I like how he, I, I want to believe that he also didn't want to ex- actually exploit the family. Like yeah. once he realized everything that actually went down, because he does learn that she was a, a drug addict. And this is after he had started to somehow develop feelings for this person that he never really met just through audio recordings of her playing music and all of this and, and YouTube snaps videos, and yeah. calls his fan, like her family psychopath Texans. And <laughs> so I would, I would want to think that that character finds some sort of redemption in the absolute crap person that he is i mean i think he did some because i feel that was the right thing and he also he did get vengeance for her yeah for her vengeance on the world that's overtaken everybody else whether it be through the podcasts that people are obsessed with and living other people's lives through these exploitive or exploitive exploitative stories lots of vengeance to go around (laughs) lots of vengeance to go around um man i was gonna say something else (sighs) yeah vengeance who cares uh bj novak did a thing he shot a guy ashton kutcher got shot in the face i did like ashton kutcher again it was weird that like why did he give him the music and like try to keep him around if he killed her why did he not like encourage him to get the fuck out of town it was weird i don't i think for that it's like he could tell that ben was coming into this just thinking that the family was crazy and wasn't gonna look that far into it because honestly to get to the point to where he actually found found out that he was quentin was the one responsible like that was a lot of fucking investigating and digging like excessive amounts yeah but so so possibly he just never thought he would get to that point because when actually when ben first shows up it doesn't quentin ask like why do you think this is all a joke like i don't know you can just tell that he wasn't taking anything seriously and he was doing it just to get content sure yeah and i guess Maybe Ashton Kutcher recognized that because that's essentially what he does too as the music producer. He just takes He's other people that are yeah, that are creating their art and yeah, exploits them. So Yeah. I did love that scene when uh when he walks into the recording studio and the girl's just sitting there going, Hmm. Uh, hmm. 
just humming into the thing. And he gets her to like, she sings beautifully. I did not expect that with how I thought that that was going to be just a joke of a scene that he's sitting there being like, oh, yeah, you're doing great. And she's just absolute <laughs> trash. Yeah, I was expecting that, too. I didn't know really what was going on there. A little bit of a curveball. I don't know. Um, what else? It was, uh, I did like the relationship with Ben and the younger brother. That was very sweet. That was very sweet. Even though that was, and I think for that, you know, it's, no matter what, that boy's just so innocent that he doesn't know, I think, like, the realities of maybe what his sister was going through or doing. He seemed very just sheltered from all of that. She was, and, also, yeah. Go on. I was just going to say she was like, seemed like the only one that was nice to him. Yeah. She slept, he slept on her floor a lot. They, he knew the password. That's what got him into El it. El Stupido. El Stupido. Um, yeah, it, it was again. It was weird. They they do some funny things. It's like a, it's essentially like a fish out of water story. Like Ben is this big city guy down in like when uh, what does Ty say? He's like, yeah, you've heard of Austin. Well, we're this city's three miles from Austin, and we're five miles or we're five hours from it. So it, <laughs> it's like holy fuck. Yeah, that's out there in Texas for sure. And they are out in the middle yeah. of the oil fields, and then. Ashton Kutcher just has this bomb-ass yurt that somebody set up for him out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. He's All doing it some... It's like a peyote yurt where they're just doing, like, hardcore drugs. Again, yeah. It's very... But, I mean, again, I guess it kind of makes sense. There are only two cops. What the fuck are the two cops going to do with, like, a huge party? They're just going to let it go on. Whatever. They also are yeah. implied to be stupid, too, like very inept officers, which is uh, a very apt description of the police. hey Hey. And then Bizarre. digs its heels even further into Quentin's ex- exploit. Man, I'm never going to get this word right, but his exploitative nature, mm-hmm. uh, you know, carrying over from the recording studio into, hey, this is a small, dumb little community who will absolutely at this party do some drugs because what else are they going to do? They don't sit on their phone playing fucking Candy Crush all day. They want to also- be around each other. This is the kind of people that go to a rodeo and make fun <laughs> of other football teams. That is a very Texas thing, too. I do know that. It was also like, it made sense because he would know that the police were ineffective, so he could get away with what he wanted to do there, so. Yeah. And he was smart enough to know the exact location where these, you know, these jurisdictions overlap. You know, a lot of smart things going on that, again, I think fell apart at the tail end of the execution. I agree, man. Overall, like I said, uh, some other things were a little weird, like uh, the fucking car exploding. But then it's just like, oh, it's because you said you like Texas University. Ha ha. (laughs) That that was an electric car. Yeah. Imagine if it was a real one. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the thing. It was just a Prius. It still has gas in it, too. Oh, so dumb. What I don't know, man. Up. I didn't know where you were going to stand on this flick. I, You know, it's not one of those movies I sat there and thought about for a couple days sure. on end. But, you know, while watching it, I enjoyed watch. you know, the idea of, like, the story it was trying to tell. Uh, was- not necessarily the content of the story, but like the idea of the story of the disconnection and finding yourself and finding other folks and was- uh, those relationships. I enjoyed. It was interesting. Like it was, it was an entertaining watch. I was, I watched like the whole thing. I wasn't like distracted. Like there was just some things that like overall as a movie watcher it kind of pulls you out of some things and it not even trying to nitpick it was just those but i didn't think it was a bad movie i just thought it was overall yeah 
just an entertaining movie. It was a nice little flavorful. It didn't have to knock my socks off. Um, Hell yeah. Absolutely. Kyle, if you had a Whataburger burger in front of you. Yeah, I guess. Hold on. Okay. I'm asking you a rating here. I'm aware. Poor mouth. (laughs) I'm aware. Okay. Okay. Okay, so you got a Whataburger burger in front of you, okay? Uh Uh-huh. Listen, I don't care if you don't know what one of those looks like. Picture whatever burger you want, but I'm going to call it a Whataburger burger, okay? And you take off the top of the top bun of that because you just want to you want to take a peek. You want to see if they did the correct, you know, put the bun on the top and then spin it to mix like the ketchup and the mustard or mayo or whatever the fuck they put in there. Sometimes they don't mix it like it's got to be mixed together. That is the sauce. That is the fucking sauce. But when you lift that up, do you like pickles, Kyle? Of course. Yeah. Okay. Do you like a lot of pickles on your burgers? A fair amount. Sure. Okay. You, what, to you, what is the perfect uh, what is the perfect assortment of pickles on your burger? Like three is a good. That's a perfect three. Pickle. Yeah. You get the triangulation. Okay, this is a big ass. This is a big ass burger, so we're gonna double that. Okay. So Kyle, on this big ass water burger burger, you lift up that gigantic bun of a top, and uh-huh. you look in there, and you're expecting you're expecting six pickles in there to make this the perfect fucking burger for you. Okay. Okay. You're expecting that, but. If this burger represents your feelings on this movie, how many pickles are actually in there? I got you. Six is actually a good one because it's very easy to just cut that in half, man, and say three pickles, which would normally be a perfect amount. But for this, with the six pickle ratio, yeah, it's it's a fair amount. It's pretty uh, respectable. Pretty average. Maybe maybe there's also a tiny little like one of those little baby pickle ends that got left in there. Sean, oh. I want to know like. Have you ever had a Whataburger? No. Okay. Nope. You, you never, never had, had Whataburger. Either. Okay. Have you ever had... What's the other big one? In-N-Out? Yeah. Is that the one with the yeah. with the clown guy? No, that's Jack in the Box. That's, that's the third one. Have you ever had that one? Yeah. Okay. I had that at like three in the morning. <laughs> Where at? Trashed off my ass in Arizona. Okay. I was going to say that's a West Coast one, right? And then... Is yeah. Whataburger specifically like in Texas? Uh, I guess it's like really big in Texas. I think also Jack in the Box and Hardee's are the exact same thing. It just depends on your location. That's it's Carl's Jr. and Hardee's. Oh, yes, yes. We've talked about this uh-huh. before. I know we have. Yep. Jack in the Box, though. I've never had that. It's okay. It's good like late night drunk food. Have you ever had what's the, the big one now is Five Guys. You ever had Five Guys? Uh, yeah, I've got one. I have had five guys, burgers and fries once in my life. I've got one like five minutes down the road for me. Th- them is the greasiest, nastiest burgers I've ever had in my entire life, and I will never get it again. Completely unimpressed. I was the same way. I was like, everybody talks their ass off about this. This is garbage. Everybody I know is like, oh, yeah, Dude. I got five guys last time. I'm like, you <sighs> Went out of your way to get five guys? It's the same thing. Like, people love Chick-fil-A, and I do not get it. It's average chicken at, like, the absolute best. It's not that yeah. great, man. But people go fucking nuts for it. I don't. Dude, I don't understand. Maybe people just, the five guys thing, it's just got, it has to be with how greasy it is. Because no man, like, I don't know. No matter what, if I get a burger from literally any other place, I I don't feel like my life is being <laughs> shortened. shortened. <laughs> yeah, except for that place. And I think maybe there's an attraction to that. Like you, there are people being like, "This might be the last meal I eat." Mm-hmm. Do you remember the uh, the episode of The Simpsons when Homer's trying to become obese so he can go on disability? Oh my God! Doesn't he get diabetes? Uh, maybe, but I just remember like Bart keeps testing his food. They call it the clear test where they like rub his food on paper. And if it's <laughs> greasy enough to make it clear, he Homer can eat it. And it's funny because you mentioned the five guys like that, but there's this hot dog place. Uh, one of my coworkers took me to out here and I remember like opening the bag and the hot dogs, like the paper they were wrapped in was clear. And I was Straight instantly clear. just not hungry i did not eat those hot dogs at all i was like nope no can't 
Dude, you get five guys. Like, I have seen somebody walking around with a five guys bag. Dude, have you ever seen a five guys bag that wasn't just completely smeared and stained in grease? No, it's impossible. <laughs> like, they use the shittiest paper bags they also, in the world. Don't they just dump the fries in the bag? Yeah. Yeah. It's disgusting, yeah. dude. Like, who who gets that and feels okay Outside, if you're driving a shoebox, a shitty shoebox, <laughs> who feels okay getting five guys to go yeah. and putting that bag anywhere in their car? Gross. Gross. Man, Gross. I am fucking judging all of you. <laughs> he's judging you, and he's judging you hard. Uh, Sean. Man, I just had more fun ripping apart people who enjoy five guys than I did talking about that movie. I know. It's great. We should we should <laughs> shit on more restaurants on our next episode. I'm into that. Dude, let's. All right. Please. You guys got to tune in next week to find out what restaurant we choose to shit on next. Or tell us what restaurant you want us to shit all over. Dude, I will. Whatever you tell me to shit on, mm-hmm. I will shit on. We're going to go for it. Um, Did I ever tell you? Hold, real quick. Have you? I ever told you that DoorDash story about the Taco Bell? I don't think so. You've never heard my worst DoorDash Taco Bell experience? I do not believe so, no. Please, All right. please this is for the regale me. Well. It's one time. It was like, it's probably like midnight 30, okay? Uh-huh. Pretty trashed. Pretty hungry. I want some trash food. Of course. Right? Logical. Exactly. This is why Jack in the Box exists. Um, and so I hop onto my phone. And I'm like, oh, shit, DoorDash. Let's see if anything's open. By, by like, the praises of God and the mercy of God, maybe something will be open and uh, be ready to deliver in my shitty little town. Well, uh, Taco Bell was open. I'm like, fuck, yeah. Do you know what my go-to Taco Bell order is? Uh, I'm going to guess you are a two chalupa soft taco man. Jesus, I've never had a Chalupa in my life. Oh. Sounds dirty. I have had, I always get Crunchwrap Supremes. Oh. And if they ever, if they ever bring back Grande Soft Tacos that like they had years and years ago, dude. I do oh. like a Crunchwrap Supreme too. Those are pretty tasty. I'll give you that. So good. So I ordered two of those bad boys. Two of those and two soft tacos. Because, you know, it's 1230 at night and I'm hungry. Well, I got to be awake at like 8 the next morning. I pass the fuck out before the food even gets there. Okay? <laughs> so, so I'm out cold. I wake up at like 5.30. I wake up five hours later. I'm like, oh, shit. I got Taco Bell. It's on my porch. Let's go. I'm about to stuff my face. I'm having two crunch wraps for breakfast. Let's go, baby. That's craziness. So I go, and I open up the door. I go out. And uh, pick up my bag. And the first thing I see on the bag is some writing. I'm like, oh, oh, fuck. I get inside and I look at the writing. You know what the writing says, Kyle? No. A lot of beef. Okay? So I'm like, oh, well, that sucks. Maybe I got something else. No. Dude, I open these crunch wraps and I take a bite. These crunch wraps were just sour cream, (laughs) tortilla, lettuce, and a squirt of queso. And then the hard shell inside? Yeah. <laughs> there was no meat. And there wasn't even any tomatoes in there. There was just no meat. Did they think to maybe put chicken in there? No. Did they maybe think to put steak in there? No. No. Nope. Uh, did they think to maybe just cancel my order? Or put Because beans. they couldn't make... Or put anything in there. No. I got sent... The world's shittiest crunch wrap ever. It. They sent me a Nacho Supreme crunch wrap <laughs> with no meat. I love it, man. That's uh, I've never had that happen. I've actually only ordered DoorDash stuff like twice in my life. Smart man. Yeah. Smart man. Once was IHOP, and then I realized it was cheaper to just go get it. And then once <laughs> back when I... Uh, was a, a heavy drinker and uh, DoorDash had just come to Bloomington. I had McDonald's DoorDash to my house and it was the greatest thing ever. And I don't know why I didn't do it more, but I think it's because it cost me like $40. Yeah, it's not cheap. <laughs> but 
if you keep getting really bad experiences like I had, see, I, I feel like a shitty person for having called DoorDash the amount of times that I did and gotten credits and refunds. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm on the other side of that. And like some people are just shit bags. But man, I legitimately had so many bad experiences that I just ate for free for like two months. Hey, man, can't knock that. Though. Yeah, it's kind of great. You cannot knock that. Um, fuck. Oh, I got I got a rating for you, buddy. Let's do it. All right, man. If you uh, were going to rate this movie. Um, but by rating it, you had to first open up this tiny little, uh, cardboard box and inside that cardboard box were 50 purple opioid pills. Uh, okay. How many of these opioid pills would you give out to girls as a rating for this movie? <laughs> Man, I do not like this rating system. <laughs> This feels rapey. Ah, um, it's terrible. Well, I, in his defense, I don't think he ever raped the girls. He just killed them. <laughs> he didn't kill them. He left them for dead. There we go. Fair enough. Yeah. He just didn't save them. True. Um, which in, inherently makes the main girl from Barbarian a better person. Yes. Than him. Yes. Shocking. Uh, I would, out of 40... I don't know. I'd give this. I'd give this thirty-one. I'll give it thirty-one. I, I'm not going to be as like halfway there as you. I I definitely enjoy this movie a lot more than you did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do have to knock. Actually, I'll give it twenty-nine. I'll give it twenty-nine. Got to go a little bit lower. Um, but I do have to knock off some points for just like the abruptness of the end. Even though I did like. The interaction between him and the family, the family just kind of, they knew, you know, they knew what happened, but no one was going to say anything. It's Texas. You don't call the police. Yeah. I I enjoyed it. I think there's going to be, there's going to be listeners listening in that will uh, enjoy it. There's going to be some folks that may not like it nearly as much as I did, and that's fine. It is a perfectly okay movie. It is free on Amazon Prime that's to the, watch. That's the big part. It's free. Yeah. So leave it up to you. If you enjoy the story they're telling, that's great. If not so much, also great. Uh, you to you. Different strokes, different folks. Right, my dude? And that's not our fault. That's yours because you watched it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, uh, and then what are we watching next week, Sean? We actually do already have it picked out. You've told me. Yeah, I did tell you because you put it on me that I am choosing like the next 12 movies. Um, This actually came up uh, at work this morning. Um, Kevin came upstairs and started talking about this movie that he had just seen the night before. And he was shocked that I hadn't seen it. And actually, funny enough, uh, he then went from watching this to watching Happy Gilmore, which is what I'm going to be recording with our Beer Me a Movie buddies next Monday. I don't know when it comes out, but I'm recording with them soon. Um, so he said it's very much in the same wheelhouse as that and like Strange Wilderness. But we're watching Almost Heroes, mm-hmm. which is going to be Matthew Perry and Chris Farley. Chris Farley's last movie, too. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very much so looking forward to watching that because I've never seen it. And honestly, I haven't seen a lot of Chris Farley movies hard stop. Cool, man. So hopefully I get some uh, some appreciation and context between behind all of the love that everybody has for him. Fun fact before we get off here. Did you know that Chris Farley was the original voice for Shrek? For Shrek? Uh-huh. Uh, nope. And, and how does that timeline line up? Well, he'd almost recorded all of the vocal work, too, and then he died. And they didn't have the thing done. And then... Uh, they didn't know what to do. They shelved it forever. And then they finally, I think somebody thought Michael Myers or Mike Myers. And uh, I guess because he didn't was. Didn't that movie come? Didn't, didn't it come out in like 2002? Shrek? The first one? Yeah. Uh, like I said, they might. 2001, maybe? Yeah, 2001. When did he die? Didn't he die in like 97? I think 98. 98? Wow. They 97. put that on. Yeah. 
I do not know how my mind works in terms of time. You were perfectly accurate both times, man. Bravo. You nailed both of those timelines. But yeah, so they shelved that for at least five years then. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's why I was like, how does that timeline line up? That makes no sense. What's even crazier is that Mike Myers did the entire movie almost, and then at the end decided it would be better as a Scottish character. So then they re-recorded the dialogue for a third full time for Shrek with Mike Myers doing the Scottish ogre accent. And that's what came out. So Mike Myers is such a is such a cunt. <laughs> Find us. Join us next week for more Shrek trivia, everyone. And until then, go Shrek yourself. <laughs> <laughs>